You are now listening to the Shoe Money Show. <laughs> because my name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. I'm rich. My name's Shoe Money. Shoe Money. My name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Nobody ever thought that I would do the things I do. But now I'm rich. I'll show you how to get rich too. You want to get the things that I got and do what I do. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Hey everybody, what's up? Today is October the 7th, 2014, and you are listening to The Shoe Money Show on Webmaster Radio. Um, you can listen to us live, webmasterradio.fm, through the apps, and uh, a couple other places. So, um, welcome to the show, and today I have an interesting guest, someone that I've worked with on a couple of different aspects back when he was working for a good friend of mine, and then he reached out and started his own company. Um, Ryan Irvin, welcome to the show. What's going on, Jeremy? How much? So I was kind of just um, going over your your notes um, of what you sent to Anna and stuff, and and for your bio, it just said I'm I'm a big deal. So what's what's uh for the people listening over there? What uh you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from? Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, well, Ryan Irvin. Uh, CEO and co-founder of Exchange. If you can, you guys can hear me okay. Yeah, before that, I was head of customer acquisition at Bonobos, which uh, you guys are probably familiar with, and also was a chief revenue officer of a pretty large e-commerce company called BabyH. And before that, was was head of e-commerce for an e-commerce company called Brickhouse. Got it. So, like like you said, now you are the founder of a company called Bounce Exchange. And um, tell us a little bit about what Bounce Exchange does. Yeah. So. Uh, I mean, I was always on the customer acquisition side, but the, the frustrating part was was making visitors convert at a higher rate. And also, all the talk in 2010, 2011, even 2012 was was really about social and mobile. And the channel that I really liked was email. That one worked great, and that just wasn't that sexy channel that people were talking about. So ultimately, left left my e-commerce post to start Bounce Exchange to do a few things. One, uh, bring this conversion rate optimization software to the market. And also focus really on things like email capture and very simple things that, that just work really well. And we're also known for inventing that exit into technology. So we're, uh, we're a behavioral automation company. I hate buzzwords, but that's what we are. And, and we just listen to people's digital body language on our website. So we, we pay attention to exactly what they're doing with their mouse, their keyboard, their swipes, or taps. And, and we, we also can detect when someone's leaving your website. So that's, uh, that's a little bit about bounce exchange. Yeah, there's a couple of, couple of those things I want to follow you up with. So, yeah, I mean, like like Ryan was talking about, I, I originally met him when he was working uh, for Jack Keeper over at ABA, who a lot of people um, who listen to the show are super old school, uh, you know, been going to conferences forever, and you've you've probably attended one that, that Jack either hosted or was at or something like that. Great guy. I've enjoyed working with him over the years on various things. Um, so, yeah, so... Bounce Exchange for those who want to see like the initial stuff. I run it on my blog, and um, it's, it's really good software. So Ryan, one of the things you you've always worked for these companies, and then one day you decided to branch out on your own. And this is kind of the segment in where we we talked about where you're at, what you do, where you came from, and you know how you got to where you're at, which is really benefits a lot of the listeners the most because they're they're often employed by someone they see you know, all these ways to do things, but, you know, they just don't want to take the leap, you know, to do it on their own. So what was the process that you went through for that? 
Yeah, well, well, first, uh, I had my own e-commerce company in the 2000s, and um, yeah, that that was going going pretty well for a while. But uh, as uh, most people know, in e-commerce, once once you get to a certain certain amount of scale or a certain amount of revenue, uh, you, you start the overhead really starts to pile up, and you really get a lot of expenses. And then you come to the point where you really, unless you're raising a lot of money, it's it's a it's it's a challenging business model. So, in 2008 is when I I made the move to go back and, and work for other people again. And, and you know, at the beginning, I, I really liked it. Um, it was it was really nice just focusing on what I was good at and and, cu- and customer acquisition and get better at it as new channels kept on popping out, like 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 Facebook ads and and retargeting and as other things like uh, affiliate and, and comparison shopping evolved and and trying some new channels like direct response print and and TV ads and yeah, that was that was that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, but you, you get to the point where if you're if you're a doer, if you're if you're a true entrepreneur, you're just going to get frustrated by by working in a company where you, you you have a lot of ideas and you're getting rejected on things or there's red tape and you just want to test a whole bunch of stuff and figure out what works and explode on it. Um, yeah, for for me it was it's like having three to four years of that. That was that that was enough time for me to to go out and and, and pop back on my own. Um, but uh, yeah, so, some some advice there. So one, I see a lot of people who 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 are really good at their jobs, they're, they're still they're chronic complainers, and that that's something that I I, I just don't like. Um, I mean, it's one thing to complain about red tape or people above you, but I, I still think you still, no matter what the circumstances are, you still should be the best performer of your company. That there just should be no excuse there, because no matter what you do in the future, say if you need to raise money, um, you need to have connection industry. The first thing a VC is going to do, or or a lead angel investor is going to do, they're going to reach back to your former employers and other people you work with. And you, you better damn well have been a great a great person there internally, uh, not putting people down. Uh, and you should be should probably have been the hardest work, working person there. And someone when when you decided to leave to either go to another company or do your own business, that they they wanted to give you a huge offer to stay. So uh, before even thinking about doing your own thing, if uh, make sure that that fits you. So uh, if you're in a culture where everyone leaves at five or six, you leave at seven thirty. If you're if everyone's leaving at 7:30, go go leave at nine, or just make make sure you're having the most impact in those places, and and you're not you're not not a a cancer internally. So uh, I'd say that's the most important thing because everyone like all that stuff will come back to bite you. And I've I mean using past companies, and you mentioned Jack Kiefer, yeah, Jack, Jack's been great and really supportive about Exchange. Uh, he was is one of the early customers there, and um, he's been really helpful, in making a lot of great introductions and. And that's just because when when I was when I was there, I was very focused on that business. I wasn't thinking about my own company. That was those are things that I I was doing at nighttime or, or on the weekend. But yeah, I'd say number one is just just be the best employee in the company. It's I don't think there's a high bar in a lot of places. So if you're working in a place that's 40 people, 50 people or less, just be the best. So you're you're kind of saying though that you're not really really encouraging people to leave their positions though. Um, is that kind of what you're saying? You're just saying like wherever you're at, just do the best job you can. Yeah. Uh, look, I went off. I went back off my own. I'm I'm almost 35 now, which is not super old, but not 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 super young. And it was. I mean, I went back off my own when I was. I think I was 32. So uh, a lot of people listening are are probably are probably younger than that. And then some people older. It, it. I think you you do it at the right time because you don't get too many opportunities. Uh, and when you do it, it's going to take a year, two, three years of your life, and you only get a few of those in, in your lifetime. So I, I'm a little more of the uh, methodical approach. I'm not 
there's a big Stanford model of at the the lean launch and 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 go just go at it and and try to fail fast and um, I, I'm I'm not that way so I'm I, I like to put a lot of thought into things like just the idea for Bounce Exchange really came about observing observing people's real behaviors, not just throwing something out there and seeing what sticks and just watching people's mouse gestures and, and figuring out how someone navigates a website and, and doing campaigns off of that. It was, it was based off of that. And, um, the story most people don't know. Yeah. I started working on this early 2010. Um, and I really, I had some colleagues at, at Brickhouse. I would have them, I'd, I'd ask them to remind me every week what my progress was. And I'm, I'm a pretty motivated person, but still, I wanted them to remind me what was what I was doing every week. Because when you're when there's no deadlines or you're you don't have a lot of money put into something, it it, it just it creates procrastination. So I try to get the people that I was cool with, the people I ate lunch every day, to, to continually ask me what what was going on with that. So that was helpful. And then ultimately, it was uh, putting a little skin in the game, which was good. So investing money, even something basic like a logo, putting a few putting four hundred dollars up on ninety nine designs and go getting a logo. Uh, just getting a website up, like making a pitch deck, so things um, trying to trying to figure out what what the what the business model approach is going to be. So making making my own, own milestones and just just doing it. And once having once once you have a couple thousand dollars invested, then it's then it becomes more real and and it should be your own money too. So you 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 feel the pain a bit. So that was uh, that was another thing. But it wasn't until really 2012 that I, I left my left my jobs or left my job at the time to to go do it. So all 2011 it was yeah working with some developers and 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 getting getting some software made. But uh, I, I think most people are uh, I, I think sometimes there's a little bit of uh, I'm trying to think of a better word for arrogance, but I can't think of it. It's everyone hears about the word pivot and change your business, and no one thinks it's them. Everyone thinks they have an idea, and they get married to their idea, or they're they're overly passionate about their own idea. I think that's a really big mistake. So uh, I, I really like the idea of bounce exchange, uh, but the the business model we're doing now is is not the business model that we planned on doing in 2011 or even mid 2012. Uh, it was in 2011 we we had four ideas of how we can make money from it and test them all out. So, uh, and, and really aggressively try to pursue all the approaches. And then ultimately, um, we, we originally thought we were going to be giving away the product for free to publishers and serving ads in the units. And uh, the one that we thought was the least, the, the least realistic was being, having it as an enterprise product, charging five, ten, a hundred thousand dollars a month for it, and having long sales cycles and, and having to do it full service. We thought that was going to be way more complicated. But that, that's ultimately what was, what wanted to be the best and, and where, where the customers really wanted the most and were willing to pay the most money. So um, that just by, just by trying that out and not being stuck to what I thought was the best business model, uh, that was really helpful to us because otherwise we'd be in a, a, a much worse place at the time. And I, I never thought like we would, we would pivot the business a bit or switch models. It was, and I never thought that, but I, I was, I wasn't too cocky where I thought my ideas were the best. So just tried a whole bunch of things and then ultimately found one that really worked well and, and then abandoned everything else. It's, I see, I see a lot of people, a lot of other entrepreneurs just trying to do too many things or they have an idea for a business, but they also have four of the business ideas or they're always rushing to build a lot of features. I think that's one of the biggest mistakes that, that we made a little bit at the beginning, but I think we avoided it was just, uh, focusing on acquiring customers and and making sure your product works really well and and in our case has a good ROI for people and they like the way it looked and felt 
focusing on that as opposed to just building out more and more and more features. Because 95% of the features you build get used by nobody or only a few people. So that's uh, forget right. about your feature ideas. Just focus on getting customers. So and, and making sure that you service the shit out of it that <laughs> that they're all really happy. And that, that's where your growth's going to come from. Got it. Now <clears throat> um, we've got to take a break here in a minute. Um, the uh, waiting for the queue. But but you know the show's only half hour long. We got a lot of topics to get to. So did you guys raise money then? When you started it? Uh, not originally. Um, originally, it was, it was myself and, and a couple others. We we bootstrapped it. Um, yeah, you you don't need a lot of money to to get started. Find a developer that you know that's excited and working on it, and you could even you could even outsource that overseas. I I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs have did, did that at the beginning. All you need is like a a workable prototype or, or sellable prototype to get some beta customers. So. Um, yeah, you, you don't really need to raise a lot of money. And it's not about optimizing your site and optimizing your AdWords flows or any of that stuff at the beginning. It's not about that at all. So, uh, yeah, not a lot of money is really required. And ultimately, we raised a, a tiny bit of money, but um, we, we're, we haven't really done – we haven't really touched that money that much. And, and that, was, that was probably 18 months ago. And this year, we haven't raised money. We have no plans of raising money in the future. We're, we're financing our business by just – doing great for our clients and, and growing, growing the old fashioned way. So there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Awesome. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys have a, a really cool product. I give you that. Um, but we're going to go ahead and take a break. And, um, when we come back, uh, we're going to get into some more of the um, actual technology behind it and what makes it tick and, and what some other people can be doing to start. All right. We'll see you back in about a minute. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. Whether you are an online business or domain name investor, you need access to the best names. With over 270 million domains already registered, finding the right names at the best price requires a great wingman. Namejet.com puts you in the pilot seat by giving you fast and unparalleled access to some of the best premium and expired domain names on earth. As the number one domain name auction platform, Namejet.com is the best place to find domains for your business or investment. So light the afterburners to the domain name aftermarket and fly over to Namejet.com at box speed to get great domains today. Namejet.com. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts. But did you know they can help you with PVC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, and the WebmasterRadio.fm mobile app. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now... 
Your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. Monday Shoe Money on webmasterradio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. I'm here with Ryan Urban of Bounce Exchange. And so, Brian, or uh, sorry, Brian, he's had uh, another guy answer, uh, asking me questions on Skype named Brian. So, one of the things you said is that you guys invented the exit intent. Um, I mean, but people have kind of been doing this for, I don't know, 10 years on the on the exit intent and pop-ups kind of stuff. And I know recently you guys got a patent on that that you filed a couple of years back. Um, they're now going after people. Can you kind of talk about that process and, and just what that was like to go through and, and what you guys are doing with that? Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there's all different kinds of, uh, of core technology. Um, but what we really what we really try to do is, is one, it's not, not like an X-block, so it's not like blocking someone from leaving. So really looking at, really looking at on any browser someone's on, so applying whether it's an i6, uh, a newer version of Chrome Safari. So looking looking at people's actual behaviors on the site, uh, combining a lot of data involved in that too. So we we, we take uh, we'll, we'll treat people differently who are coming in from the traffic sources. So you might want to run a specific offer for your paid traffic, right? That you don't want to run for people coming naturally. So we combining all the data of of where where someone's coming from, the behavior they're doing on our site, detecting that they're actually exiting, and then then running a, a particular ad with that. So that that's uh, that's we were something we were we were the first one to market on on anything like very very specific to that. So uh, and and you could see since since we we really like put this out as a business, there was there's no companies in the space, and now I think we've had like 50 or 100 companies uh, pop up. And and in general, it's a it's it's a flattering thing uh, to have, and, and people try to like copy our website exactly, take our decks. They'll, all the creatives you see on the internet are ones that came out of our labs. You might see like no thanks text or, or quirky stuff. Like that's, that's just all our, all the stuff we do from a, a conversion standpoint. Um, but reality is like if, if people that's, that's how they want to do a business or they want to try to copy or clone someone else, again, we're, we're, we're typically okay with, uh, okay with some things like that. Uh, but it gets to a certain level. Like it, it's, any, anyone who's had their own business or has a software company, uh, there's a lot of tools out there where you can go buy lists of of people's clients, and then um, when you know, the, the issue the issues really come about is when people are like either bidding on your brand term or or reaching out to your clients and hassling your clients all the time uh, with your own technology, your own creatives. A lot of times, it's even like our exact or same exact creatives. So that that's the only time we've we've ever had an issue. But uh, yeah, it's, it's also something that we if. If smaller companies are interested, uh, we we do certify a whole bunch of licensed partners, and and we get a lot of leads. So we're and we invented the space. We're we're a big player here, but you can see we're really expensive. So our, our minimum right. is four thousand dollars a month because we have we have fifteen to twenty people from our company working on people's campaigns that that are that are enterprise clients and working with people that have small traffic or some people are going to be in the hundred dollars a month range or even a thousand dollars a month range. That doesn't make sense for a business model. So uh, yeah, other companies we're uh, 
that we we certify as licensed partners, we we refer them a lot of business because we get hundreds, if not thousands, of, of inbound demo requests that that we can't service. So, yeah, we uh, yeah we 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 play we play nice with a lot of people, um, but I mean it's we're not really I, I don't think I think anyone who's concerned about what their competitors are doing or, or building uh, is not really focusing on their own business. So I I I don't I don't get any blog articles from any other company. Uh, I don't follow TechCrunch anymore. I, I don't really want to see what other companies are doing, and that's uh, that, that, that's intentional. Uh, one, it's a distracting. It's so distracting to your day to day. Even having it come to your personal inbox, uh, it's, it's, there's there's content overload, and there's just too much report surfing going on, in, in, in my opinion. And and all we do is we try to come up with new stuff, be the first to market on it. Uh, we charge a premium, so that's that's our business model. We're we are going to charge a lot of money. We're probably always going to be the most expensive player in the market that we do because it's very easy to get into a race to the bottom and not focus on an actual quality of product and, and value you're providing. And, um, yeah, at a smaller level, you can't really do that. It has to be something on a self-service base where people can go, go do stuff. And, and that, that's, that's not going to be our market. So we, the biggest issue I saw from one of that BBH and Bonobos and all these other companies was you'd have these really expensive software packages even if it's analytics or you you use something like a monetate, it's really good piece of software. The problem is you just don't have, you almost need a team like five people to operate it to figure, and, and you don't, you're not really familiar with what the best practices are and, and what applies to your business. So that, that's what we built Balance Exchange. Uh, that was something we were going to include right away. And, and we were trying to figure out a way to not have to charge extra for it. So, sure. um, so yeah, me, so that, that's what we'd be able to do. So like one of the one of the instances, I mean like when I first met you guys, I, I, it's very there was a company Conversion Voodoo who John uh, Carell is a good friend of mine, and he's been doing a lot of this stuff with. I mean certainly not at the price points you are. Um, he, he doesn't. I mean he doesn't have. I don't want to say he doesn't have many clients, but but he's he's got and his his thing is he works on a percentage of revenue that they increase. So. Um, it's a very interesting model and, and stuff like that. Now, what I'm getting to that is because, I mean, this whole, like, and maybe I should talk about a specific instance because it seems that um, without point, this, like like with Saeed Balki, right, who has his um, thing. And I know um, you guys had a big law firm that, I mean, the law firm you guys have that goes after people that have pop-ups is huge and very intimidating. Um, and I know he's contacted, gosh, I mean, I've been a part of some of those trails with Mark Cuban, with other people and other things, you know, calling you a patent troll and that you're going after everyone that has pop-ups and, you know, this kind of stuff. I mean, how do you, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, obviously some stuff I, I, I can't comment on, but I mean, uh, if, yeah, if, if, someone, if someone's online, like, talking negatively about us particularly or, or saying that, they or, or copying literally everything we do and and then taking credit for for inventing it, um, or or causing us financial harm in different ways. And that that that's that that's a different issue. Um, yeah, I mean we're I mean, we we have we're pretty friendly with uh, a, a lot of companies out there. Um, so uh, that <laughs> that one in particular, uh, that, that 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 that's a different scenario. But reality is, look, we're. I mean, we're we're a big company, um, and yeah, we we don't we don't tend to take kindly to the people harassing our customers or bidding on our trademark or or saying defamatory things about us online. And 
Uh, I mean, we just we just want to focus on our business, but uh, occasionally there's a couple people that that get in the way of that, and uh, then you got to do what you got to do. But we we rather just be building our business all day and and letting companies kind of kind of right. figure out figure out a way to let right. themselves go out of business. Well, I think um, I think it's just an yeah. important thing because I think he really shook up the industry a lot. You know, talking to everyone about it, and you know, and a lot of people, you know say the patent wouldn't hold up, whatever, whatever. I don't know, you know, but at the end of the day, though, I mean, you can, you are a big company, you are this kind of stuff, but the people that you guys are going after, like Saeed, you know, has a lot of really good friends in that industry. And I mean, you know, like your legacy could be, you know, when people start Googling for you and why not, like you said, you don't care about TechCrunch and all this other stuff, but, you know, like Mike Arrington, who founded it, hates patent trolls and hates, you know, oh, I, 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 I do too. So, um, yeah, I'm, I mean, I, I agree. I, I, I do hate patent trolls. Uh, but there's, uh, I, I also, I mean, it's, if someone builds a business and someone invents legitimate technology and then someone's like stealing your source code, uh, or literally like copying your creatives. So if you go to like, I mean, I think in Syed's case, I, I, not com specifically, but, I mean the, I mean the the exact language on the website is is like precisely taken out of our decks. Um, the creative on his website was stealing off of Kiss Metrics. Uh, the video was an exact replicate uh, within like five or ten percent of our video. Uh, so there's a lot of specific nefarious things that that go out there. So um, yeah, and and also you, you know what we we we're really careful. Like when we build technology, we look to see. We do searches on it. We are like, okay, does does anyone this particular feature is is this available there? Uh, yeah, I mean, all right, look, I, I don't take kind of patent trolls. I think there needs to be a lot of uh, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of change in the industry. Um, it, it's it, it's <laughs> yeah, the, the challenge presents itself when something's causing your business financial harm. Um, certainly, like spending five hundred thousand dollars on legal bills, it's that's it, not a profitable thing for us to to go after people like that. As I mean, you know, like real big deal lawyers, it, it, they're they're not cheap, uh, sure. and it's and it, it is a distraction to the business. But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's yeah. Occasionally, a few people put you in non-optimal situations. Um, yeah, and then continue no, to yeah, talk I on the internet. Right. I didn't know that was his case. I mean, you know, because I mean, I know he knows Neil Patel really well, and and with Kiss Metrics and stuff. I don't, I don't, you know, think they really give right. well. No, and Neil, you know, Neil doesn't really care. Um, you know, I think, I think the, yeah. So okay, so you know, I think that really puts a lot of people's mind at ease. You know, knowing that, you know, yeah, if you if you do, I mean, I would be pissed as well. You know, people took my copy off my website, stole my source code and stuff like that, did brand bidding. Yeah, you should expect people to come out, whether you have a patent or not. I mean, I, I go after people all the time that take my copyrighted stuff all the time. And, and by the way, we didn't, uh, just in that case, like, we, we didn't, we're not suing anybody. It's It's like, we try to reach out and have a conversation, and some people just don't want to have a conversation, or just 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 real jerks. And uh, I think we've only ran into a couple of jerks. So yeah, it's like, hey, by the way, just be be a reasonable person. So some people just don't want to be reasonable. Right, and I I think you know that's I mean I I've seen the the letters that were sent to site, and it was it was, it was pretty. I mean he distributed them pretty widely, and I told him. 
the other day I said, why don't you, you know, like if this is something, why don't you talk publicly about it? Cause you've been, you know, behind the scenes you are. But, um, I told him I was going to call him out on the show too. Cause I'm like, you know, dude, you, you don't say anything public about it. You just, you just say, you know, well, I mean, also look like anything, like you, we, I, I can't really comment on anything specifically about, about Fleet Optimus neither. I mean, there's, and look, he, he actually filed suit against us. So that, that's what, what he did. Um, it was, so I can't even comment about, about, about that ongoing at, at, at all either. But it's, it's not but, a lawsuit, right? Yeah. Uh, no, he actually, no, he filed a lawsuit against us. Like, I don't know what it was for, but he yeah, certainly did. So He filed um, against you. Yes, that, that is, that is true. And I didn't know you that. can Google that. Yeah, no, that's, that's what happened. We didn't do that. That's what he did. Um, yeah, see, the whole story wasn't told to me. Yeah, but I, I, I can't, like, comment specifically on, on that. But that's, and that's the case. Like, anyone, we have a lot of good license partners. Uh, Exit Intel is a great license partner of ours, even though they, they kind of try to replicate our whole business model and did a whole bunch of things. Like, we refer them a lot of business. I think they've, they've got 20-something clients that are averaging over $1,000 a month. So, uh, yeah, there's, and we, we have a lot of great, great partnerships with people. We, we help improve their business. So there's just, yeah. Okay. We've got to take another break here, and then I want to get into some marketing stuff with you. So um, let's go ahead and take another break, and we'll see you back in about a minute. Time to cash some more checks. Shoe Money will be back on webmasterradio.fm. Because my name's Shoe Money. Take a walk in my shoes. InternetMarketingNinjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled Internet Marketing Ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, Panda and Paywin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link-related issues. The Internet Marketing Ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC, and more. Plus, build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the Internet Marketing Ninjas can do for you. Visit the online dojo now at InternetMarketingNinjas.com. Your business, you first listen to your professors. Now that your business is growing and gaining ground, you only seek out professionals. PPC Professionals, an industry leader for highly optimized search marketing campaigns with over 30 years of combined management experience. Our professional approach to every campaign helps you find every avenue of revenue so that you can not only stay ahead of your competitors, but get a return on your investment and increase your bottom line. PPC Professionals, personal, professional, PPC services. PPCProfessionals.com. Building better search engine rankings takes the right formula. Tracking those rankings is super simple. All you need is authoritylabs.com. Authority Labs uses automated daily rank tracking tools to monitor your site's performance or leverage their API to build your own tools. No matter what animal-labeled algorithms affect your ranking, you should be using Authority Labs. Unlimited users for no additional cost and white labeling can help keep your clients updated and save countless hours of creating reports. Whether you're running sites with just a few or millions of keywords, what you need is AuthorityLabs.com. Here's more of the Shoe Money Show. On WebmasterRadio.fm. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This show goes so fast. We've only got a half hour here, and we only have a couple minutes left. Brian, one of the things I want to talk to you about is, um, let's see, when I entered the marketplace of my advertising network in 2007, um, there was a lot of uh, perceived competitors. So I don't want to, I don't think, I mean, everyone, I think, would say, I don't, we don't have any competition. I think you would say that. We don't have any competition. But you have perceived competition. 
So if from a marketing perspective, you entered the market and you did establish yourself as the best there is. How did you do that? Uh, yeah, it goes back to uh, not <laughs> focusing on the customer, uh, but to, to go get the, your initial group of, well, one, I think a lot of companies who put out products, um, they, they only have a couple, one or two developers working on it, which is okay at the beginning, but eventually you're going to need to build an enterprise product. But the amount that people charge is not enough money. So people charging $50 a month, $100 a month, $200 a month, $100 a month, even $1,000 a month, it's really not to build a, build a great big business. I, I, I sometimes like, I see a company like Unbounce where they have really smart people there. And they have, they have very good technology too. It's, it's awesome. And, and the price point is amazing. It's just, it's too cheap. And then uh, when it's too cheap, you also like a lot of the people need some extra service, but you can't really afford to do it now. Uh, or it's, it's really tough to grow your business very quickly without having, having a certain price point. And there, there's, always, there's always room in the bottom market for things. Um, I, I get that. But, like, look, this is – if you're trying to grow a business, I, I think you, sh- you should be charging a fair price. Right. So if I was a company like Unbound, I would I'd literally probably – for the people who signed up now, I'd keep the price the same. But I, I'd multiply my rights by 5 or 10 and attack a different area market. So what we did is we started out with a fair price because we knew what it was going to have to take. That's obviously changed since then. But, I mean, we just went after everyone in our network, every business card we had, made a million calls. We invited people out to dinners, drinks, um, try to get them to use the product for free, improve enough value, then to get them to pay you a, a good amount of money. And that's, that's how we got started growing. And then from there, it's, we, we were going to be the best vendor you've ever worked with, and that's, that's, how, that's gotten better over time. Um, and then those people talk, and then they, they talk to their friends, and then they go to other companies, and, and there's just not a lot of exciting stuff in, in e-commerce software, especially at the enterprise level. So uh, we, we wanted to be that exciting thing. And so, I mean, like, are you guys doing a lot of advertising now, or is it just still word of mouth? None. We've, 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 uh, uh, we have a very small sales team. We have no one in marketing. We never spent a dollar on, on, on AdWords or anything online. We don't have a blog. We don't do anything with Twitter. We don't have a Facebook page. We don't do things on LinkedIn. We've never done a trade show. Um, we, we've done a few webinars on our own, just with other companies. So we, we don't really host a lot of events. Um, so everything that like every company teaches you or like housebound hub, HubSpot try to invent the inbound marketing content. But if you look at their S1, they lost $20 million. It's mostly because they had a fleet of salespeople. They have a fleet of salespeople getting their business. So their inbound stuff that they talk about is not really how they got their business. So I'm, uh, I mean, this is going to be a controversial statement, but I am very anti, uh, if you have a, if you have a software company, I'm very anti-content marketing, very anti-blogging. I think it's a big distraction of the business. I think you should be focusing on, on two things, signing customers and, and making sure those customers that, that your, your software is making the most money as possible. Anyone signs up, if they're not active, get them active. So that's, that's all we did. We focused on one particular thing which is getting and maintaining customers and making sure there's true ROI there. And you mentioned before that someone does things on a RevShare. Uh, I think that's complete BS. So the problem with RevShare is if you were doing things on incremental RevShare, that would be one thing. No, no one charges an incremental RevShare. Uh, uh, and so you're just – and the problem is, like, anytime someone interacts with a downstream campaign, say they submit their email and buy, that doesn't mean that that's an incremental conversion. So uh, – for our, our for our client's sake, we wanted to run in a flat platform rate. Uh, that's what made the most sense to us. And as as their traffic grew, as as we keep 
keep adding more automation, as we keep optimizing the winners, the ROI gets better and better over time. The bill doesn't get bigger. Like, and there's no question about the bill. It's like, oh, well, is this really incremental or not? Or, um, yeah, enterprise companies, RevShare is not, and RevShare is also a very challenging thing for stuff that's occurring on your site. So, um, yeah, we, we, we price it at a flat platform way. That, that seems to work really, really well for us. Well, I think the yep. rev share thing is is interesting. I mean, like, I mean, obviously with you guys, it would be very difficult to track. Um, but I mean, we we've done rev share deals with companies, and it turned out for I mean, every time we've done it, because obviously to do it, you've got to be very confident and be very confident because it's your time, it's your you know everything that you're going to devote resources to. But you know, looking at a baseline of you know we're doing this, and here's where we're at, and then you know. A standard for us is about 20% of the increase, um, and so some of those deals have been really five to ten times more than if they would have just paid us for the platform. And it keeps oh, those- yeah, no, that that's that, that's certainly true. It, it would it's typically going to cost more money, but it's also if it's something that's a that's a short term thing. If I mean we're we're trying to keep customers for two, three, four years, and 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 bring them elsewhere too. There's a certain point where it's like crap. This is a this is just too much money. Even though it's providing me a lot of value, it's some some new head of marketing is going to come in, and they're going to say, "Well, this is just too much money. Let's go. Let's go. Okay. Let's go try to do this on our own or something like that." We got to wrap so, up. Uh, this, we got to yeah. wrap this up. I'm getting the yep. hook. I'm getting the hook here in, in the music. So, all right. So, uh, for those listening, I know um, Ryan's patent was a big thing, and probably a lot of my listeners were aware of it. And Saeed's well known as contact a lot of people. So I think I think people can chill out, and if you're doing a pop-up on your site, you don't have to worry about Ryan's patent attorneys coming after you. Is that pretty much safe? Yeah, uh, yeah, and actually, if I mean, if someone if someone has a, a legitimate business that with with good software, um, if they want to, they want to contact our team, uh, we'll be more than happy to look at it and try to certify it, and then uh, maybe maybe refer you some business too. We there's only a limited amount of people that we do make certified partners just because. The benefits are, are pretty high when you're getting referred a lot of business, but if you charge a fair amount of money and you have some good software, yeah, then we we consider making right. you a, a certified well, partner of us. What I'm talking yeah. about is like, okay, so let's say somebody, you know, some mom and pop, some dentist um, puts a puts a pop up on his website. You're not going to go after that guy, right? Because he just he had some oh, guy. Oh no, you know. yeah, right. No. Okay. Well, I think I think that's what the perception was with you you guys and like you said you don't read a lot of stuff i'm getting the music we gotta go um anyway out there everybody thanks so much for listening we'll talk to you next week and thanks ryan for coming on and check out bounce exchange they have amazing software i gotta run talk to you next week This has been a presentation of WebmasterRadio.fm, the world's largest business-to-business radio and podcast network. We welcome you to sample past episodes of this program, as well as our complete library of programs, on demand or on the air via our 24-7 live audio stream at www.WebmasterRadio.fm. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.